Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, and Jamie's with me this morning. So, Jamie, we've got an interesting topic today, and I think it really suits the season perfectly. It sure does, Gary. I'm excited. Yeah. So we're going to keep everybody on the edge of their seat waiting to know what it's going to be while Jamie and I figure out what it's. No, we already do know. (laughs) Okay, so appreciate everybody tuning in this morning. Just want everyone to know that you can always reach us by email at info at davefox.com. You can go to our website. We've got a bunch of great pictures on there that Jamie's put up, and that's davefox.com. And then if you want to listen to any previously broadcast shows, you can go to davefoxradio.com. That's right. Or you can find us on any podcast platform that you listen to. Okay. Podcast platform. Anywhere in the world. Yes, that's right. This is a worldwide show, Jamie. That's right. I don't know how relevant it is to all parts of the world. Okay. All right. Well, it's very relative, very relevant to the (laughs) people (laughs) in central Ohio. Um, So last week, in case you missed that show, we talked about aging in place or universal design. I think those two two terms are fairly synonymous. And talked a lot about um, different things you can do to um, things you can address in your home to help living for aging people as well as young people and middle-sized people, middle-aged people, everyone. Yeah, just making your day-to-day easier. Who doesn't want that, right? Exactly. So if you missed that show and you want to hear it, go to DaveFoxRadio.com. Okay, Jamie, so today, you know, I was, I think everybody's probably been out working in their yard. It's so nice here in May, finally, at least the second half of May. Yeah, right. (laughs) I mean, it's been nice for like a week. (laughs) Yeah, so the sun's decided to come out and warm things up and quit raining. and Skipped spring, went straight to summer. Yep, so like mulching and planting flower beds and weeding mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And everyone's outside and enjoying it. Yeah. And there's not many bugs at all right now. So it's a great time to be yeah. out. Although but, do you ever get those little, little teeny tiny red ones on oh, your yeah. patio? Oh yeah. Those They're almost so microscopic. Annoying. Yes. Yeah. They're the worst. They're fast little guys too. Well, and we get a million of them. Oh, and, do you? Yeah. And the, they stain your clothes. Like if you sit on... Oh. The our patio has a kind of wall okay. to it, and if you sit on the edge, our kids they have those little red dots all over the bottom of their shoes and on oh, their butts. Oh, we don't and, have nearly that many. Oh. I just see them occasionally. Really? Yeah. Oh, we have a gazillion of them. Okay, give or take. <laughs> well, but other than that, it's been lovely outside. Yes. So when you think about how beautiful it is outside, <laughs> sun shining, temperatures are nice, no bugs yet. Right, yeah. But, but what happens when the bugs start coming around? The mosquitoes, the gnats. Then you're stuck inside. <laughs> the little hornets that are so, such a nuisance in mm-hmm. the fall. So then is when you're wishing you had a screen porch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And screen porches have been, I think, a fairly popular item with us for many, many years. Yeah. And when you talk about screen porches or just the thought of being outdoors and enjoying it, uh, you know, we've got three seasons that definitely, uh, that's a potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, winter is a different story. Sometimes we get three seasons all in one week. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so we'll have to figure out a room to build for that scenario. Right, yeah. Okay. But um, there's really three levels of enjoying the outdoors when it comes to adding a room. So the screen porch is going to be the most basic and most fundamental. And everyone's familiar with that and 
probably many of you maybe in your childhood homes, you know, had a screen porch and the family enjoyed it. Or you'd have breakfast out there in the morning or eat dinner out there and not be bothered by the bugs, but enjoy the outdoors. And it's just really great to enjoy outdoors. I mm -hmm. think everyone loves to do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just good for the soul. Yep. So I think you and I both need to put screen porches on our houses, right? Sounds good. Do you know anyone that can do that sort uh, of thing? I'll find out. <laughs> All yep. right. Okay. Me and Oscar can build them in our spare time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have loads of spare time. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I talked about three levels. So you've got the screen porch, which is basically open air. Uh-huh. So it's going to rain in there. Uh, it has to be waterproof inside and out. Um, you can do some nice things with the ceiling in the screen porch. Like yeah. It could be a paneled wood ceiling or sometimes we can put a drywall ceiling in a screen porch if it's covered, uh, protected well. Yeah. And we'd use the moisture resistant drywall. So a lot of different levels of finishing off a screen porch. <clears throat> the exterior can be very basic or more complex. Even we've done some that were stuccoed, you know, to match the existing home. Yeah. So they can be done to a lot of different levels of aesthetics and quality and appearance. But then there's two other versions, and they both get progressively deeper into the seasons. So the next one would be the three-season room. Mm -hmm. So what does what do you think a three-season room is, Jamie? A room this that... This is a question. You could have it... It will work in one season, two seasons, three seasons, or four seasons. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and guess three of those four you seasons. You got it. I... How did you know that? You know, the name yep. is really intuitive. Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> so three-season room... So what can you tell me about how they're built? Well, so my understanding we'll of see a, how smart you really are. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> my understanding is the three season room. It does not necessarily have HVAC running to it from the rest of the it, house. It would definitely not have definitely it. not have mm -hmm. HVAC running to it. So that's kind of for but it does have windows, mm -hmm. solid windows yep. and glass and walls and, you know, all the kind of yep. structural things elements are all there mm -hmm. um so that's for me how i always kind of differentiate a three season room versus a screen porch versus a four season room yeah. um that's what i look for yeah that's good and when you talk about the windows you have multiple levels of window too there's uh, the very basic kind which is almost a glorified screen room which is the easy breeze windows are those the ones that almost are they're like soft. You can push them a little bit. Well, no, they're the ones that fold up like in the upwards. Like oh, in the okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they will pull down and give you protection, uh -huh. some protection from rain and wind. Uh, but they're very easy to raise and lower. And they kind of fold like an accordion. And it's um, the... You know, it's the next level from a screen porch to having some protection. Okay. And I don't know if you call it... A th three season room or not it's borderline between the two okay okay then you can go with a more conventional insulated glass window and there and a lot of times we use vinyl windows mm -hmm. or sometimes we use wood windows but if you put those in that's the same kind of window you would put in your home so you're going to have insulated glass complete mm -hmm. weather protection um don't have to worry about any rain getting in so with a three-season room, you can go ahead and drywall the interior of the room. You can have a finished floor in there because it's not going to be raining in on any of those materials. Okay. 
So in a three-season room, aside from the HVAC, all your finishes are the same that would be in any other room in your house. You could have Pretty a chandelier much. in there. You could kind of have yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, now they're going to go through the temperature changes of seasons. Okay. So it's going to be a little harder on the materials than in your home where you have more even temperature year-round. Yeah, that so would make sense. There'll be some more expansion and contraction going on there. Okay. So you may get some cracks in corners or... So is around. it typically not a good space then to do some sort of wainscoting detail or something like that? Oh, yeah, you could do that. Mm -hmm. Even with all that expansion yeah. and contraction? Mm -hmm. Sure. Just lots of uh, caulking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's flexible caulking. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but a three-season room can be finished off very nice, but you're typically not going to be insulating the foundation. And the floor, it might be on a slab, and that slab edge may go out to exposure to the weather. So when that happens, uh, cement generates cold really well so yeah <laughs> if it's cold outside that cold's going to radiate into the floor into a cement floor yeah so in a three season room you're not adding any hvac it's kind of a different classification in terms of building codes a whole different ball game than a four season room and uh, <clears throat> there's there's a lot of differences other differences too and it's really important for people to consider very carefully which way to go so that's exactly what we're going to talk about coming up in a minute Jamie, today we're talking about seasonal rooms. So that be a screen porch or a three-season room or a four-season room. So the screen porch, gosh, wouldn't it be great to have one right now? Yeah. All the people that have screen porches now just love them. They're probably eating dinner out there or breakfast early in the morning, mm -hmm. enjoying the beautiful weather in the outdoors. Yeah, great place to have your morning coffee. Yep. We actually have installed quite a few of them off a master bedroom. Which True. I think is a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can think of a number of them that we've done that way. Yeah. Uh, and let's talk a little bit more about screen porch before we get into the three season and four season rooms. So <clears throat> the structure that you put a three or a screen porch on really could just be a deck structure. And maybe people have an existing deck in the back and there's cases where we can actually build right off of that deck. Oh, really? Yeah. So you don't need a foundation, footers, all that kind of stuff? Well, you've the foundation would be all of your posts that okay, are that makes sense. put into concrete mm -hmm. going down 36 inches below grade for freeze-thaw protection. Yeah. So that gives you your structural component and keeps it from heaving, you know, through the winter. Uh, so <clears throat> your deck structure would have to be checked to make sure that your posts are good enough for that. Or we could, sometimes we've added posts and tried to salvage as much of the deck as we can. Sometimes people have a large deck in the back and we just put a porch over part of it. So that's definitely feasible and it's a uh, possibility and we've done that. Um, if you have no deck back there, we could do build the deck and the screen porch over that or sometimes we will put a full foundation in which would be concrete footers, masonry block and a structural floor just like what you would have in your home but it's going to be made out of treated wood so that it has the weather protection because again a screen porch uh, is going to rain inside mm -hmm. or a lot of times we'll use a concrete floor so we'll do a full foundation put a concrete floor in you can put tile on that floor or just have the concrete and that way you got complete weather protection it can rain in all at once too we would have some weep holes 
along the outside walls so that any water that would uh, come raining in there would have a way to get away. So with a screened-in porch, as far as you know, codes and things like that would go, are you required to put in any smoke detectors or you know outlets every six feet or whatever, any anything like that? Are there typically those types of restrictions? Yeah, you're going to have lighting requirements for code, like okay. any exterior doors have to have a light. You're going to if you have steps, you need railings. So th- there's definitely code issues okay. with that kind of a structure. Um, yeah. Outlets. Yeah. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't know that you have to have outlets on a screen porch. That's okay. kind of like an exterior. Yeah. I mean, we always put some but in. But you probably want some, but yeah. But <clears throat> inside of a home, you know, outlets can't be further than 12 feet apart. Yeah. And they have to be close to the corners. So I don't believe a screen porch has those same criteria. I'm not absolutely positive, but I don't think so. Okay. And uh, things like a ceiling fan are typically nice in that oh, side, yes. type of space as well. Get, keep that air moving. Yeah. Some ceiling lighting, ceiling yeah. fan great now I rem- I, I'm assuming they've come a long way but I remember in my house that I lived in when I was really young I moved when I was in third grade but my first house um, we had a screen in porch mm-hmm. and I remember the screens always uh, ripping along yeah. the bottom oh yeah have they gotten better or is that still something that it's is probably because ca- you were pushing your babies up against the screen and knocking I- it out <laughs> <laughs> I blame the dogs okay yeah could have been the dogs yeah <clears throat> Um, you know, there's there's aluminum screening and there's fiberglass screening. Uh, so I wouldn't say that much has changed there. Okay. Now, so is there, that just kind of a maintenance issue you end up... Yeah. <clears throat> there are different ways of, of installing the screening. And I think there's probably more ways than they did back then. But um, there's... Uh, the old way would be to put like four by four posts around and they could be spaced three to four feet apart. And then you would take a staple gun or hammer tacker and staple the screen on and then put a batten board over that. Yeah. Well, we've got a little more sophisticated there. So we'll put actually uh, like a blind stop molding in, fasten a screen inside the four by fours with the molding on both sides. Okay. So that'd be a little more substantial. Yeah, I believe Mm -hmm. ours was the kind of staple approach or there's also <laughs> like the screen mobile where they can make screens with an aluminum frame around them and okay they, they will fit into openings yeah so yeah we do have a few more options than back then okay it, was, it wasn't that long ago <laughs> no that's true you're just a kid <laughs> that's right been long ago at all yeah <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so screen porches are great uh, you can do them in a lot of different levels um, fantastic investment nothing is inexpensive today right well, especially not today, today. Right. With lumber prices and all the way they are, but it's a great asset to a home and everyone that puts them in loves them. Yeah. So then uh, at the end of the last segment, Jamie, we started to talk about the three season room mm-hmm. and how it's going to have some kind of weather protection. <clears throat> so that way you can finish the interior at a much higher level of finishes. You can have a nice flooring, you can have carpeting, hardwood. Um, tile you're gonna have windows in there and they're gonna be typically the same window you would put in your home so it's gonna be insulated glass and the thing with a three season room we talked a little bit about code differences so typically you're not fully insulating a three season room to put heat and cooling in it okay and I'll tell you what I've learned through a lot of years in this business is 
to a homeowner, the three-season room is appealing because the cost is a lot less than a four-season room. Because when you go to four seasons, then you're basically building an addition on your home. Yeah, but with a lot of windows. <laughs> it's more expensive than a regular addition because of all the windows. Sure, makes sense. So it's a complete uh, heating, ventilating, air conditioning. Um, it's just built just like your home. Yeah. But it's basically full of windows and maybe some skylights. And with a four season room, you don't necessarily need a door or an exterior door separating it from the house, right? You wouldn't have to have, no. Yeah, because it's Definitely. part of your house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that door is typically an interior door. So sometimes people will want maybe a double French door, you know, going out into the four season room. Yeah. But we we're going to use an interior door traditionally instead of an exterior door for okay. that application. Because this room is getting warmth and cooling through the whole season, just like the rest of your home. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Now, I know we've done some, I guess they would be considered three season rooms where we have a fireplace mm -hmm. and install a heated floor. I would think that would extend it decently into a fourth season, maybe three and a half seasons mm -hmm. <laughs> if you bundle um, up well enough. Okay. So when you're adding heat, then different law, different uh, guidelines and zoning issues come into play. Okay. Or building code issues. Of any kind, heat of any kind. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So even if it's a fireplace, the heated floor. I, I don't know if a fireplace would qualify, but any okay. like electric heat, gas heat, anything like that. Okay. Then you kick into gear all of the insulation um, code issues. Okay. And that's kind of a big deal because then you're insulating the floor system, the walls, the ceiling, and you're also doing load calculations and uh, energy calculations on all the windows and glazing. So it has So you're really creating a four season room by yeah. adding adding any heat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what kicks it into the different category. Okay. And what I've found through many, many years in this business is that people love to go for the three season room first and either they have in the back of their mind, they're going to add heat later or halfway through the project, they think I want to add heat to this. <laughs> I, that probably happens 60% of the time. No kidding. Yeah. That's funny. And it's really better to make that decision before you go into it well, because sure, it affects yeah. a lot of the structure, mm -hmm. uh, the insulation components. Especially if you're putting a slab floor in, I mentioned that if a slab's exposed to the outdoors, it's going to draw cold in like crazy. Yeah. So if we're using a slab in a year-round use room, we're going to need to have a thermal break in that slab. And there's ways to do that, but that needs to be figured out early in the process and not later in the process. So we're going to have more good information coming up right after this break. So Jamie, today we're talking about seasonal rooms. So what seasons are we addressing? This is your quiz. Which seasons are we addressing? Well, so far, mostly we've addressed three of them. Okay. <laughs> but there are four season rooms as well. Yep. Which brings in a heating element. Yes. Um, or a cooling element, I guess, True. too. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we talked about heating the floors, and that would kind of bring it into that next level mm -hmm. of, a, of a four season room and a fireplace. Yeah. Which a fireplace lets off a good amount of heat. Yeah. Which type of fireplace would you say would fill the room with the most heat? Well, you know, so many people are going with the gas fireplaces today and for good reason. Yeah. 
they're they don't require a full masonry chimney which is almost a thing of the past now yeah um even a wood burner is usually going to be in a metal unit pre-built unit and it can have a non-traditional chimney so wood burning there's a few people that like to do that but most people just like to click the switch and the gas fireplace comes on gives out a lot of heat and it looks just almost identical to a real log fire yeah um, so that's what probably 95% of the people are putting in now. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> there's a, on Disney channel, there's a fireplace movie Oh. that Everly loves my middle <laughs> child. She loves it. All it is, is like a fireplace scene that just continuously plays for three and a half hours. For real? And it has all the crackle and like all no the noise kidding. of a fire and everything and she'll like sit that. And watch that? And she's, she just likes it on. <laughs> Really? <laughs> but okay. all the crackle is kind of interesting that it's like even digitally crackling like that. Yeah. It really gives that same vibe. Yeah. And it's just kind of funny. We always laugh about it because, mm. yeah, she always wants to put it on. And it's mm-hmm. just, but you could even play sound effects on your phone to get the crackle. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and the direct vent fireplaces, they blow heat out. Is that correct? A direct vent is really a it's a gas fireplace mm-hmm. and it is vented but it doesn't have to go up through a chimney it can go out just through the back of yeah. the fireplace enclosure okay so the installation is easier than dealing with a, a full chimney that goes up sure above the roof uh, it's a great unit direct vent fireplaces are probably the best scenario when you're building a new room like that okay okay and then what would you um kind of off topic here, but what would you call, we've done these before in the past where it's kind of part of the patio and outdoor structure, but it doesn't have the screens. It's open on at least three of the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, would that just be a, I don't know, that was roof. <laughs> <laughs> That's a roof and posts. I'm yeah. Like <laughs> but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is there a name for that type of structure? Um, I don't know. Not that Frame, you know. Framed canopy. Or yeah. Just open air room. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I've seen a, a few of those come come across mm-hmm. our, our photos yeah. as well. Really, it's kind of like a porch with a roof over it, right? So yeah, basically. So you've got basically. some weather protection and some sun protection. Yeah. And we've done some extensive uh, rooms at the, with that approach. Yeah, absolutely. And many times they would, on the second level, it might be a deck or balcony that people can walk out onto from their second floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so back to the heating and cooling. Uh, we talked about heated floors, the fireplace, and ceiling fans mm-hmm. are another great, great add-on. And I would put a ceiling fan in probably any of these, wouldn't you think? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I think they would go great in, in all the options. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then there's also those um, ductless mini splits. Yeah. Where would that fall in? Okay, so yeah, let's talk about the four season room. So. We've decided against the screen porch, and I've talked the client into forgetting the three-season room because I know they want to heat it, right? (laughs) So I'm saying, okay, now, Mr. and Mrs. Client, you really need, if you're going to heat this room, we have to look at a four-season approach. So there's, just like in the screen porch and the three-season room, there's different levels of how to approach this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably the most basic level would be like... a aluminum structure with a bunch of glass, insulated glass, 
And everybody knows what we're thinking of. The old Wendy's stores, you know, had the fronts like that and <laughs> all that stuff. So they were a big thing, you know, years ago. <clears throat> Not so much of a big thing now. People usually don't like to put those on their homes. Um, and we've never done those. We've always done a more traditional approach, something that you stick build that fits with the home. Yeah. So if we're talking about a, a four-season room, then we're talking about different levels of construction and also the quality of the windows going in. Um, many times we'll just match whatever's in the existing home. Mm -hmm. And the idea in a four season room is to maximize the glazing, right? To get the outdoor view and, and kind of bring the outdoors in. Sure. Yeah. So we're doing that through basically glass all the way around three walls or whatever the, the structure lends itself to. And often skylights as well, because skylights, um, even inside a home, if it's not a three season room, many times you don't realize that a skylight, one skylight in a ceiling can put in more light than a whole wall of windows. Wow. Yeah, I never thought it of it that way. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. A skylight just floods the room with light where, um, windows in a wall without a skylight you know your roof is blocking a lot of the sun it's shining mm -hmm. in at an angle yeah but it's incredible what a skylight will do in terms of opening up a room or, or flooding it with natural light yeah so well and actually so speaking of light that was one that's one concern i personally have always had with you know my dream of adding a four season room mm -hmm. <laughs> is if you're adding it to the back of your house where there's you know, usually it's off of maybe a dining area, like a dinette mm -hmm. or off of your family room mm -hmm. or depending on where it's off of, you're, you're somewhat blocking natural light into your house, right? Exactly. That's a great point. So, so you that's have to take why, that into account. Yeah. That's why I always try to talk people into putting a skylight right above where that door is that's leading out into the new room. Okay. Whether it's a screen porch, three season room, four season room, doesn't matter. You're putting a roof structure over and you're blocking now all the natural light that used to come in through those windows or doors. Yeah. So skylights uh, right at that location will definitely help offset that dramatically. Okay. That's a great point. So in, in kind of new technology wave with our, our ability to do virtual reality with some of our projects, which I would think adding something onto your home is a great way to kind of visualize what that's going to look like. Yeah. Are we able in programs like that to visualize the sun coming in? <clears throat> Absolutely. As a matter really? of fact, you can do it live. You no can kidding. With, with your VR headset on, there's controls and you have these hand controls and you click one button that brings up a screen and you can change, adjust the sun. And it'll adjust it to the location and like the way the house yeah, sits and, and everything like that. you can have morning sun, noon sun, evening sun, the shadows and the sun rays change. To specifically your house. Yeah, you can do that, yes. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. So that way it really gives you an idea. Of, All right, I have a project for you when we get back to the office. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but that's really cool um, to be able to kind of know that and think mm -hmm. that through. Because, um, yeah, that's that would be a tough thing to give up, I think. You yeah, know? and that's one of the biggest surprises if people aren't warned about that. That's probably one of the biggest surprises they get a negative surprise when they add a room like that. Because yeah. then it cuts so much natural light out of the room that they are attaching that to. Yeah, I bet. So it's really important to let them be aware of that and make sure they at least consider the option of putting skylights in. Yeah. Yeah, I would think the skylights then would probably make a really big difference. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So with a mini split hmm, The unit, mini split, that's right. Yeah. Is that... Is that connected to your HVAC system or is that just kind of plugged in, so to yeah. speak? Um, okay, so there's two scenarios that can unfold here if you're adding a four-season room. So we're adding heating, cooling, and air conditioning. Well, heating and cooling and ventilation. Yeah. <clears throat> so if the existing furnace is large enough and we would have it sized, then we can actually extend duct work out into that seasonal room. Uh, we'd have to test to make sure the BTUs are there and it has enough strength to actually handle that. If it doesn't, then the mini splits are the absolutely perfect answer. And after this break, we'll talk all about those. Mini splits, that's what we're talking about. Does anybody know what a mini split is? You know what that is, Jamie? Well, only from seeing it in some of our clients' projects. All right. So what's the split part and what's the mini part? Mini, probably the size. Okay. Split, I don't know, heating and cooling? No. (laughs) No? How about... uh, a condenser on the outside okay and the unit on the inside okay so you're splitting the two apart all right there you go okay so we talked about uh, the mini splits are different options for heating a four season room so now just in case you're just tuning in we're talking about screen porches three season rooms four season rooms i made the point that jamie when people are thinking about a three season room the price is more attractive right it's not as involved yeah so and either our clients in the back of their heads are thinking, I'll add heat later. I'm going to get this cheaper room and I'll put heat in it after, after these guys are gone or I'll ask them about it, you know, towards yeah. the end. Or this didn't even occur to them until they see the room start to come together and they think, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to put heat and cooling out here. Yeah. So that's a decision that now we as experts in this field or the professionals, right, we need to be able to make our clients aware of this up front. Yeah, And be honest with them so they can decide which way they're going to go. Because if you start off with a three-season room and switch to a four-season room, one of two things is going to happen. One, it's going to cost you more than it would have had you started with a four-season. Or it's just going to be kind of um, rigged as good as possible to make it a four-season. And neither of those are great scenarios. Yeah. Well, and it's still a, a large investment. Yeah. Regardless. Sure. Um, so you don't want to invest into a three season room and then put a space heater in there. Yeah. You know, right. It depletes kind of the, the value of the room in a sense. Yeah. And you don't, you don't get as much enjoyment out of it. It's just not the quality environment that you would want. Right. After making that investment. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to the four season room. We can either, if the furnace and air conditioning units are large enough to handle the extra space, then we can just extend ductwork out into that room and that works fine. Mm-hmm. But in many cases, those units are not large enough to handle that. So what we'll do is a mini split is a great option. So a mini split is basically like, now I hate to use this term because when you think of a, of a uh, heating air conditioning unit in a motel room, you think about a loud fan and all the noise <laughs> and that wind blowing right on you when you're in bed. Yeah. It's a lot of negative connotations with that. Yeah. So a mini split is more of the heavenly version of that. Okay. okay. <laughs> so you'll have a unit that you can mount on your wall or some can even be mounted in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a large um, register. And the air coming out of it is going to be at a 
low velocity. Okay. So it's not going to be harsh and blowing right at you. Mm-hmm. And the condenser, the condensing unit is going to be on outside of your home, separate from this unit. So it's the condenser and compressor is what makes all the noise. So that makes the oh, unit. Oh, so that makes Yeah, because quiet. the air conditioning unit is all self-contained in one unit. But the split unit is taking all the noisy components, moving them to the, away from the register part to the outdoors so the noise is outside, not in your room. And you have very comfortable and quiet heating and cooling with a mini split. So you can put one or two of these units in a room. Uh, they're very comfortable. They handle the HVAC perfectly. They're quiet. And it's the perfect solution. Yeah. I think of the one um, that we added in the golf room, uh, the golf simulation yeah. room we did yeah. in the garage. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one that always comes to mind for me. But we've also done them in a lot of four-season mm-hmm. rooms yeah. as well. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're great. Mm-hmm. Great little things. Um, so a four season room, is that the same as a sunroom? Yeah. Yeah. Those those are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And then a solarium is basically the same thing. Well, solarium and there, I think more of the metal framing structures with the more Uh, kind of the windows. Yeah. More of a glorified greenhouse. type. Yeah. Okay. That's what I envision as Mm -hmm. well with that one. Yeah. Okay. So flooring materials, what's kind of the ideal in a, for each one, in a four-season mm-hmm. room, a three-season room, and a screen porch. What would you say is the ideal flooring material? Okay, so four-season, you're thinking sunlight, um, enjoying bringing the outdoors in. So hardwood, tile, slate, something like that. Yeah. You know, is a really nice look. You could put carpet out there, but I don't know if it's the right choice. Yeah. Yeah. So hardwood or or a, a tile, yeah. kind of a lodge type of a feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would heat the floors if you built one on your house? Um, I don't, it wouldn't be a high priority for me. Okay. No, I mean, I love heated floors and bathrooms, right? Because yeah. you're barefooted and that's why I like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> your feet are warm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. typically in a four season room, you're gonna have shoes on or socks on. And Yeah. Yeah. So you'd want it, of course, heated comfortably, but there's a lot of ways to accomplish yeah. that. Yeah. Would you put a fireplace in yours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fireplace would be great for the ambiance. The whole idea is just to enjoy. You know, enjoy. This yeah. is a space to go in and it's your retreat area mm-hmm. where you get a feel good feeling. Yeah. So a fireplace can obstruct some of the view though. Yeah. Can you put the fireplace so um, on my parents' house, the way they're, they have a screened-in porch, and the way that it's situated, it's two of the walls are attached to the house. Sure. Um, and then two of the walls are screened. Mm-hmm. And on kind of the bigger of the screen is their fireplace. Mm-hmm. And they like having a fireplace, but kind of wish it wasn't where it was because it yeah. obstructs the view. Could they have done it on the house side? Yes, yeah, definitely. That would have been a better mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then what about flooring in a three season room? Okay. Three season room. Uh, the difference really, the only difference is temperature changes. There's going to be a lot more dramatic change of temperature of all the interior finishes. Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep that in mind because of particularly, um, humidity conditions and, um, expansion and contraction. Yeah. So, 
uh, tile would be a great choice because yeah. you don't have much expansion and contraction at all with a masonry product. Mm-hmm. Uh, wood is going to expand and contract, but it's flexible enough and you usually have joints close together. So hardwood would work out there too. Okay. Carpeting would work fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then what about a screened in porch? So screened in porch. Now we've got weather to deal with. Right. Rain coming in. So whatever that floor is, it's got to be able to handle weather. So that's typically going to be a concrete floor or a wood deck floor are, okay. are choices that are just no brainers. They can handle the weather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you could do, even if it was a concrete, you could do kind of that epoxy coat like you would in a garage to sure. make it a little bit more homey yeah. or mm-hmm. things. Okay. Yep. Very good. Definitely. All right. What else would be on your kind of must have list in your future screen porch, three season room or four season room? Uh, okay. Let's talk about three, uh, screen porch first. As I mentioned, there's different levels in quality of build. Mm-hmm. And it can be a basic screen porch with the 4 by 4 posts and screen, and that's about it, and a roof. Yeah. But if you add some nice design elements, more quality elements, it really makes a huge difference. And I would want to make my screen porch look more like my house. Yeah. So I have stucco home and stone home. So I would want to add one or two of those elements like on the uh, Wayne's, the uh, lower knee wall area. Sure. So the screens don't come clear to the floor, but there's just an area. Those rooms look very attractive, quality built. That's what I'd want to do. Yeah. Three season room, I would want decent windows. And you finish the room off, you know, interior would be drywall or wood paneling or whatever. So there you can go with a little nicer level of finishes. Uh, the four season room. Yeah, just do it all. Fireplace, yeah. <laughs> really nice flooring. I always like the wood ceilings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. they look great in those rooms. Yeah, yeah. especially Again, when it's, they it's just come to a, a comfortable, cozy yeah. look. Yep. So this has been fun. And uh, Jamie, we've covered a lot of territory between these three rooms. So I want everybody to know that they can reach us by email at info at DaveFox.com. You can go to DaveFoxRadio.com to listen to any previously broadcast shows. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.